Welcome to the Yellow Pill Podcast. My name is Wale. And my name is Toby. Each week, we take on familiar dilemmas and wicked problems that we all face. On the Yellow Pill, you can expect intimate conversations and provocative questions that can change the way you experience the world. So, shall we begin? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Yellow Pill Podcast. This is an emergency. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to call it an emergency because I've just been told... <laughs> That the emergency is, is a bit hyperbolic. Yeah. So this is one of those um, quick interludes, if you can call it that, or quick um, interjections of, ep- of an episode, or just a bonus, really. Um, today's date is is this uh, Thursday is twenty first of February, mm-hmm. which makes it on paper one, two, three, four days away from the elections. Yeah, Nigeria, and it's been in our minds, um, obviously for a minute now to talk about this. No, actually, it wasn't in our mind to talk about it, but it's just been <laughs> in, our, in our minds to do something. To do something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think really deep that this thing is actually four days away. But also, I think in recent times, for me particularly, I've getting a little bit more worried mm. about the situation at home. Um just based on things that I'm seeing, like not just from Instagram, but particularly, you know, everyone's predictions about what's going to happen. Everyone on the ground, yeah. everyone's feelings about stuff. Yeah. Um, the entire cash problem, the, the secrecy or the plots to, to halt cash transfers by the mm. CBN. I think that's true, but I, I, I heard that today as well. CBN also holds cash wants to hold cash transfers on Friday there about I don't know if that's true might be totally wrong might be fake news who knows mm. um, the, the fall crisis shortage of which all those things limits a, a such a grand scale um, project mm. that, that's going to happen in one day so clearly mm. and there's rumors about how it might not happen it might not happen and the rumors about how it's all intentional for there to be a military takeover which is just crazy, man. Crazy thing that I'm hearing. Even El Rafai said the same thing as well. El Rafai is the governor of Kaduna for anybody doesn't know. Mm. But he said he said the same thing in an Instagram post that I saw. Well, it shared he said it on channels, but it was shared on Instagram. Yeah. That it could that it's I think he he said that it had been a plot. I don't know if you saw that. But No, but it's the first time hearing of this. Really? Yeah, I've honestly just been here as well. Time zone differences, me yeah, like going yeah, online. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair, but um, the point is this couple, it's one of those things where any alternative is just scary because even even if it happens, even if we have a free fair elections, we're already scared of the result not going the way we want it to go. Mm. If we have a free and unfair elections, we're scared of, we're scared of repercussions of people rioting or people contesting the results or just things going dramatically horrible. Right. And then if it doesn't hold at all, we're also scared of what's going to happen in the interim. Yeah. And what kind of instability is that going to cause? So anyway, that's why we're doing this episode on on short, on such a short notice. Um, Out of schedule as well. And out of schedule as well. Good, good point, bro. Um, So let me know what you've heard about things on the, um, from people around the world. I mean, People, yeah. people in Niger and, and abroad <laughs> yeah. about what's going on. Yeah, so um, to be fair, I think most of what I can gather about the elections have been, you know, through the social media, um, social media things I've been connected to. So things that you see on Twitter, 
and also people that I'm connected with that have been actively sharing. Like, so go get your PVC, you know, signal the Peter Obi campaigns. And so for context, for those who are not Nigerian, Peter Obi is sort of like the third legged candidates that has been introduced into our, our, our regular two-party endeavor. And he's pulled in a lot of weight. I think, oh, actually, we did an episode about this where we talked about That's actually yes. good that we did that. So people can, if, if you need a bit more context about what's going on, go listen to that episode first. Um, I think we did, what was it called? It was Offset. Keep talking, yeah, I would, yeah, uh, it was, I would yeah. uh, point you to it. So yeah, so pretty much we did that episode. And, you know, Peter Obi is, is one of the candidates that most young people, you know, want, want to be president. And he's one that has shown a lot of um, difference or at least brought a different vibe and energy to our sort of like political process and um so anyways like i've just for me by the way that episode was nigerian 2023 elections and it was released 24th october 2022 nice 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 great i'm I'm glad we did that episode to be fair because now i actually need to go and listen back to it as well and it feels like it pairs up with this one well but anyways so the vibe of those i've just been seeing online um has been so far obviously a lot of pitable content maybe the algorithm is also responding to the things that i've been reacting to but then mm. recently it's also you know they started to show a lot of um so obviously during elections nigerian pastors tend to weigh in either mm. or attempt not to weigh in and i feel like this week and in the last two weeks it's been a lot more intense with people, obviously, the closer the elections come, the more people then start to take stances, either inadvertently or whatever. So anyway, I'm just trying to explain the vibe that I've seen so far. And it's all around this building anticipation. I've not really, like for me, it's been a bit disconnected from the other things that are going on, like the cash thing, the foil thing, because that obviously started like way m- months before. But, you know, now you're not trying to almost connect the dots and see that, oh, what's going on? Like every time CBN is, I don't know, CBN in the last, like two weeks I've released God knows how many press releases <laughs> um, explaining either we're not collecting this one anymore or this one is we're collecting this one, you know, this currency is accepted and this one is not accepted anymore. So it's just been a whole, like it's very messy. And you know, mm. I just didn't, I've been, I didn't really think about the fact that it might not hold. It's just now that when we asked, you know, and we'll get to this point in the conversation, what me and Wally did to prepare for this episode or what we will feature in this episode is when I just started to realize that, oh, that's actually a thing as well. And I remember even the last election, it was postponed by a week because... The last three have been, have yeah, not held on the dates. On the date. On the initial plan. Yeah. And so now, honestly, I've not even seen any talks about election materials being passed or shipped anywhere. And we're like, you know, four days away. So it's actually, there's something, I don't know, I don't want to say weird, but I can see how certain people have certain opinions or things about it. And now that there's a lot more interest like before i think those online like everybody was just like it's vibes pretty much like but now there's people that are emotionally invested in this process and i think that emotion is what people are a bit worried about is that you know right now it's almost like a 50 50 split so it means half of the country at least or maybe on average is not going to get their way or it's not going to get their candidates in if elections do happen and when they do happen and whoever has declared the winner. So this is regardless of who wins. It's like, because it's so tilted on the balance, like there's that equal, almost equal feeling to who's going to win or who's not going to win. It means there's a huge percentage of people that will be unhappy, right? And it's like, how much of that can this melting pot that is Nigeria take is, is, the, is the feeling, right? But I don't know. 
I think people being unhappy is part of every election. I think the difference particularly we should raise on this matter for particularly for non Nigerians mm. who might be listening on non Nigerians who may not be so in touch with things back home. Um is already it's not a normal state. Mm. State being country. Yeah. Given the incredible sharp decline we faced in the last four years, on every metric you can categorize the country as, right? Economy, mm. security, infrastructure, and human talent. Mm. The decline has been crazy. Mm. Human talent, everyone is leaving. Well, everyone of, yeah. everyone of knowledge, tech, economic contributions is leaving. Mm. I'm not going to say everyone is leaving. Everyone is valuable. People are valuable that are still there. Um, Okay, maybe not everybody's leaving. Let me not use that exaggerate, but a lot of people have left. I've left. Use that yeah. word. Security issues have risen crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Just the basics. Even just infrastructure declining. Even you know policies from people you expect to make policies work on a normal level. Mm-hmm. You know whether that's from your your, your finance sector, CBN, mm-hmm. to to civil service to. You know, just every kind of basic thing. And then we also have the issue of historical or trauma or historical memory yeah. of all the events that have happened in 2020, 2021, and prior to that. Mm. So it's that decline has made it a different case for the elections coming up. Yeah. But also because, you know, there was an Economist article that was released like two weeks ago. And the ranking democracies in the world. Nigeria is not a democracy, according to many um, economic <laughs> experts. No, policy, political experts around the world, mm. because of the way we function, where a we are nearer to we're nearer to a dictatorship than a democracy, according mm. to them. And it makes sense because we don't have very very strong political structures, structures that yeah. can outride a, what a human being's desires are. You know, and mm. that means that our legal system, our law and order <laughs> functions on, on a say-so, on not, mm. on, but not on its own independent accord of what mm. its own structure should should be. Mm. Right? So hence, so hence why we're not that, demo, we're nearer to dictatorship than a democracy. Mm. And these are things that make it very volatile. You then add the incredible tribal agendas going on that one cannot see with the obvious eye mm. but you can just smell and sense and you know you can just feel like like you know when someone's like you know when someone's someone's walking you walking behind you at night you can't hear them but you can feel them yeah behind you in that sh- yeah. shadow it's just like that so all these things make it a very tricky melting pot yeah plus yeah. you have a population of where 30 percent no what am i saying 50 percent or so are less than 30 years mm. old Mm, yeah they're about yeah so you have a lot of young people who again if you have a young population that and it's not you know the right way it's Mm -hmm. going to go the wrong way and the wrong way for involves people getting involved in lots of um crime and Mm. you know being used by political leaders to to enact evil yeah um hooligans being the new policemen Mm. lots of stuff Right. Mm. So anyway, that was just to explain to anybody who's not Nigerian to understand perhaps 
why this and, and, and trust me I haven't done a great job of explaining why because <laughs> I'm not even the, yeah, on the, the land yeah, that's exactly. the big iceberg right yeah I haven't yeah. been on the land my feet haven't touched our soil in a minute so I can't even give the correct vocabulary to explain everything that's going on sadly yeah. I wish I wish I could I wish we could bring somebody on shot but again like I, I, I don't want to stress anybody to start talking about this thing because they're already <laughs> stressed mm, right and mm, I, cause mm. I thought about asking people to come talk about everybody's already stressed. Like, I know people, everybody's stressed this week. Even yeah. even they don't know, even even if they're acting okay, like mentally, mm. they're stressed, right? Because yeah. if, yeah. if I'm here and I'm stressed, then I can't imagine what is going on. Everyone is, go, everyone is going through um, yeah. back, back home. Yeah. So definitely the guest thing was, we didn't want to do that just so that we don't... Exactly. You know, ex- exact anyone <laughs> so, else's energy. So so let's just go through what... What's, we did instead. What yeah. we did instead was to try and get some... um what's the word some uh v- vote unplanned <laughs> unplanned um data from people's uh people around niger and people um outside of niger, niger as well yeah just to get their own their thoughts on you know what they think about elections coming up this week how they're feeling about it and every kind of information they can give us on their own personal thoughts and reflections and i think toby toby did a great job with that to be fair <laughs> so so shout out to him on that I'll let yeah. you keep on, bro. Yeah, absolutely. So just to read the exact question, you know, it was like, how do you feel about the upcoming elections in Nigeria? And how would you describe its significance regardless of the results? Um, and so obviously, based on if you've been following this podcast, you know, we have both folks home and abroad. We're kind of like the quote unquote diaspora podcast in a weird way. Um, so this is a mixture of responses for folks that are Nigerian, but not based on Nigeria and Nigerians who live in Nigeria as well. So um, that's the mix. I would, well, it should we specify the context of the person speaking before we play no, it? Or no, just let no, people, no, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go through the, if I'm not going to do that, then I'll just start with the first one that I received. So I'd almost do it in the order in which I received I mean, like, 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 say who, who is, if they're in Nigeria or not, that's just all the context we need, I think. Oh, Oh, okay. So, so either Nigel or not, just let us know. Okay. But, but, I think, but I think we get that from what they say anyway. From what they say anyway, yeah, because some of them I mentioned. So anyways, so do we want to play React or just... Just let's, let's just see how it play goes. one. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how yeah. it goes. All right, cool. So I'm going to start with the first one and yeah, we'll see. Um... I don't know, you know. I feel like for a second, I started to feel like, okay, the youths are waking up. The youths have got Pause, their are you on speed? Oh, like yeah, sorry, sorry. Not everyone is like, you freaking <laughs> robots. A cyborg. I was, I was supposed to... Listen to things on Twitter. I was supposed speed. to... I was supposed to remember to do that. Sorry, guys. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna play it again. Sorry. Um, I don't know, you know. I feel like for a second, I started to feel like, okay, the youths are waking up. The youths have got their voice. But then again, I feel like it's business as usual because... Despite everything that is happening, you know, you still have people that are voting, you know, based on sentiments. And for me, that's like the biggest issue, because despite everything that we've been through, sentiments is still involved. You're not voting based on on the works or, or things that people have done. There's still a lot of bias and sentiments. But I guess that as humans, you can't really take that away. However, the only positive or the one positive I would say that I've seen is that there's a lot of 
I'm going to vote and less of my vote will not count. Not saying that it doesn't exist, but I feel like there's less of it or I'm seeing less of it, at least in my circle, the people around me. People are saying they're actually genuinely going to vote. People have taken the time to actually get their PVC. People are actually taking an action. So regardless, it's like at least the the amount of my vote doesn't count as reduced, which makes it slightly difficult for the elections to be rigged you can say but um obviously like i said for me the downside is there's still a lot of sentimental voting there's still a lot of emotional voting and we're not quite there yet but probably better off than last election at least to me in terms of like the youths from a youth perspective all right okay so for anybody who doesn't know um what we're talking about there that's that's interesting take mm. and the sentiment there probably she i guess not say she <laughs> yeah it's a she um, she was talking about, so a lot of us back home, um, probably if you grew up in US or UK or wherever you grew up around the world, mm. you, know, you probably have your own sentiments too, but sentiments for us in Nigeria often relate to religion or culture mm. or some kind of affiliation to you gaining from the person being in power, which is, if you're gaining from a person in power, you're probably doing okay, you're doing very well in life. <laughs> because if, if you're, yeah, you're going to gain enough. financially, yeah. you're close enough. <laughs> But for those who are not close enough and those who are far but still on new sentiment, they are often moved a lot mm. by religion mm. and culture mm. and tribe. Mm. And sometimes even some things that might just be too silly to point out, on the, point out right now, but I, I, just, I think those are the two main major things. Yeah. Um, the other thing she mentioned that I thought was interesting was that she said, as, she said amongst people that she knows personally, yeah. there's, a, there's an optic. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Mm. Okay, that's good. <laughs> that is good. Um, that is good. Let's hear more. Let's hear more. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to play one or should I should play another one? Let no, me play one more. Go, yeah, because I yeah. All right. So, um, how do I feel? I'm really anxious about the coming elections. Like super anxious for everyone's safety. First of all, because we are known to be quite. Um, you know, we are in Nigeria. I'm very cantankerous <laughs> regarding of the outcome, it's regardless rather of the outcome. So I'm, I'm a bit anxious. What's that word, also... man? Cantankerous. I, I, I feel like... Okay, just go is... and I'll, I'll Google it. You Google but, it. But, but shout out to that person for that word. Yeah. <laughs> anxious about who's going to win because this is major. Like, this the last few years of my 20s. I want to be led by a president that has their head screwed on correctly. Um, regardless of the results, I haven't even thought to what would happen if, you know, my preferred candidate, the obviously smart candidate of the win three, doesn't win. You know, it's important because we are in such a deep trench that if we do not come out um, right now, then mm. like Nigeria is just going to deteriorate so badly that would, I don't know, just... People keep fleeing the country because that's that's what's happening now. There'll be such a massive brain drain. Uh, you know, you won't be proud to be Nigerian anymore. That's not the future that I want for myself, for my future kids, and all of that. So, yeah, overall, I feel very anxious. I feel like I'm sitting on a burning stove. Yeah, what does that even mean? I don't know. Sitting on a warm chair. <laughs> And it's uncomfortable and I want to get up, but I have to sit still until, yeah. Oh, I know the feeling. This is like when I'm getting braids done, right? And I am sitting and 
Sorry, I just saw him. Yeah, I'm sitting. In a way, I've not had braids done, but I know exactly what that feeling Which is, like. yeah, as in, when, when I heard that the first time, I was like, you know what? That is actually super accurate, but let her finish. Like, I have to wait for the braids to be done. Like, I just, like, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting, I'm just waiting, I'm just waiting. <sighs> it's all the size for me. But yeah, um, that's, another, that's another perspective there. Um, and I think that the anxiety that, that she spoke about is, is honestly, like I felt it in a way and I'm all the way over where I am and I can only imagine what it might be for, you know, those on the ground, although her, she as well actually is not currently on the ground, but, um, she does have family that is, you know, still on the ground as well. So there's that constant interaction and being in touch. So, yeah. Um, and you know, I I said this in that episode and some of the other messages would hint at this in a way, but you know, when we're talking about it the first time and I was like, you know, I think we're, we're a lot is riding on this and you can feel people's emotional sort of like leaning towards the fact that a lot is riding on this, but there's also the potential for the result that you're expecting not to be the case for whatever reason. And we might reference this later, but someone that's been on this podcast before um, has been getting dragged on Twitter because Technically, he always gets dragged for certain things. Um, but anyways, he, he tweeted something like in these lines. Um, maybe I should just read the whole thing out. Maybe not. Um, what do you think? Do you, want to, do you want me to read it out? Let's not go. I mean, let's yeah. just put that, put that off. Let's, let's play all the messages all the things. first. Yeah, but anyways. Well, sorry, the, who the, is this person? Are, are we saying names? I we can say names. We, we can say names. Pisam. So Pisam was the one. Ah, right. right. So okay, you can tell. Fair enough. Yeah. Not fair enough. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but I love him with all of my heart. But anyway, so he 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 tweeted something about aggravating. They're they're righteously provocative. (laughs) Yeah, but to be fair, this particular one was very like I I when I saw it when it when he dropped it, it wasn't for me. I I I saw what he was what he was saying, and I, I honestly didn't feel like it was one of the ones that he would tweet. And yeah, that's because crazy. people like you and I, we can read the words and take the words for what the words are. Mm. Mm. And that's not everybody. That's not everybody. To be fair, anyways. But apparently, they've been dragging him, and all he said was just that, like, even if um the Muslim Muslim ticket wins, um Christians would be fine, uh because. You know, this is not the first time. Essentially, just giving assurance to and anyone. In a else. way, that that's a biblical message. Yeah, so, you understand. So if Christians argue that, then they're not getting biblical message in that. <laughs> so that's what somebody else said as well. Like, you know, it's funny how all he said is probably what you hear every day on Sunday. But I think it's also the Twitter thing that we've spoken about multiple times, where everybody sees what they want to see, and honestly, like. Some people have also, and very intellectual people have also, like, they also use the chance to use that to very to tear things down. Anyways, let's park that and I continue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you play one action. I'm curious to hear. But to the people, but, but to the people I mean, the people responding to pizza. Not to pizza. Pizza. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I know. <laughs> well, to be fair, we have to um, always clarify. But yeah, go on. Oh, I love clarifications. Um, yeah. I live for clarifications. Okay, um, shoot me. Shoot shoot me. And clarify this text message I sent to this person. Okay. Um... Yeah, this one is going to be interesting. Mm. Uh, this is a tough question, but um, I'll tell you how I feel. So because of the unrest that is going on because of the no cash in the system, or no cash flow, basically, it's not like there's no cash, they're hoarding it. 
and uh, maybe fail situation. Although it's, it got better last week, but I don't know. NMPC is saying they are low on, um, their reserve is low. So I don't know if it will get worse again. So because of everything going on, there's a little bit of unrest here and there. I don't know about other parts of Lagos, but where I am, it's fine for now. For now is the key word. But I, I particularly, I'm very worried that it's where I'm very worried that there might be some form of um, I'm just gonna put down two speed. <laughs> this one deserves two speed, two or 1.5. No, yeah, put on 1.5. So don't don't play with your hand on top, you have to play from the side. Uprising yeah. amongst the, the locals. And um, if any of that should happen, it will affect people like us. That's the middle class. Because the rich ones, a lot of people have left the country from last weekend to now. Do you get Because they don't want to be here for the elections. But mm-hmm. I'm also of the opinion that this election, because of what is going on as well, because of the unrest going on, people burning banks and everything, it will be an excuse for them to say, oh, because of this insecurity, blah, 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 the elections will not hold anymore. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I just strongly believe it might not hold. But mm-hmm. let's see how it goes. But... It's sad because I realized that um, even a lot of people that are rooting for Peter B are saying, oh, they won't go out to vote because they're worried about what will happen. So they don't want to be caught in any any form of um, trouble. So they'd rather stay at home. And that still boils down to the fact that most of Peter B's fans and followers are the educated, are the, yeah, mostly educated, the middle class, the elites, maybe. Do you understand? And those ones can't really be bothered about what's happening. The... Tinubu followers, I really don't read Tati anyways. Tinubu followers are the locals and the grassroots. And grassroots people are way more than we that have small change in our pockets and all of that. They will go out and vote and they will do anything to make sure that their candidate goes in because they feel like when he gets there, they are going to be getting some form of stipends, which I also have friends as well that are voting for Ashiwaju as well because because of what they stand to gain. Do you understand? And I also have friends who are voting for Ashiwaju just because he's a Yoruba man. So... It's a bit worrisome, but my own advice to everybody is just stock up as much as you can. Stock up on foil, gas, food. I mean, you never know what will happen this week, next week. It's it's scary, really, but I feel like everywhere in the world is scary right now. Do you understand? I, I was talking to somebody not too long, and I was telling the person, you know, I feel like I'm at the point where I feel like the world is coming to an end, and it's affecting me mentally. Like, mm-hmm. this day, I don't feel like doing anything. Do you get? Mm-hmm. And it's, um, I don't know, I just feel like maybe there might not even be a planet Earth in like the next three years. I don't know. Or maybe it's just my thinking. I get into those moods sometimes and all. But I mean, it's what it is. It's everywhere. Turkey's going through their own. Ukraine is going through their own. Do you get? So my own prayer is, God forbid, but if anything happens, it shouldn't be painful. And it sh- I, I really want to make heaven. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really scared of the thing called death. I'm not. I'm just scared that I don't want, ever want it to be painful. And I don't ever want to suffer in Nigeria or be in Nigeria and be this way. But I feel like Nigeria is enough hell already. And then she goes to hellfire to get I'm talking off point already anyways. But that's it. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. Hopefully the election still hold. Love it. Oh my god. I like I just love the just the plainness and just the raw the raw feeling for it. And to be fair, I think she's voiced certain things that people might be feeling but would not necessarily feel comfortable very much putting into yeah to put it into words because this thing that she said and why I was laughing is because I've had that same vibe not like oh I don't want to do anything but there's just the feeling that again 
because they're living through it for the first time because anybody could have said it's 100 years ago that things were building up to an absolute end, right? Because even when you're reading the Bible, the disciples were also talking about things like ending very soon. So maybe it's just the human conditions always feel that way, particularly when things start to build up this way. But to be honest, yeah, sometimes I'm like, you know, everything that's going on around the world, like natural disasters, all of those sorts of things. It's just like, when you see that happening in a film or in a movie or in a book or in a game that you're playing, you know there's like something, <laughs> you know, crazy coming along yeah. the line. So it's really hard sometimes to just then just go like everything is normal, which is what some people are doing or are able to do and compartmentalize things. So I, I do get that point. So um, yeah, just to validate what she was saying, to be fair. What do you think? I mean, yeah, I think that also from that from part of my preamble I had at the start of the podcast because I listened to that and that influenced what I was thinking about it. And she spoke about how she doubts. And I kind of, she, she knows a lot because I know who the person is, so she knows a lot. So, I mean, I would not be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say what she said about the welcome to an end. I mean, I use that mm. language, but she's talking about people voting for um, Tinubu based on what they tend to gain, yeah. based on sentiment as, relig- as regional culture. Mm. Um, those who are wealthy live in the country because they don't want to be there during this period mm. you know it's just it's it's real these are, these, these are real things right mm. these are very very real things and we often rely on the civilized places aka Lagos aka Lagos in <laughs> quote actually <laughs> to to um to be the like the front runners for what you what you probably consider forward thinking mm. but if you don't have forward thinking in those areas where you where you think should be the forward thinking area, the former capital of the of the country, the the largest economic states in the country, mm. if you don't have forward thinking in those areas, then what kind of it? hope <laughs> can you then have for the other areas? Mm. Um, I mean, again, one can argue that the numbers just make it impossible to have forward thinking because there's so many people in Lagos. Yeah, but the point is valid though because like it's it's very easy to give up like. For those who she said, you know, who don't want to go and vote because they're just scared. Mm. Like, I can't, bl- I, I honestly, I, I don't know what it feels like, so I can't really comment or, or judge on that. Yeah. So I can't judge anybody on what I don't understand, but also I can't judge anybody, even if I understand, I can't judge them for their actions because I don't know what everybody's going through. Mm. You know, it's, it's to go and vote, like, you, like, you don't know. The thing is, like, there is no reward for patriotism in Nigeria. <laughs> That's the worst part. And you can you can go and do your job as a as a model citizen, and something happens, and there's no justice. You get some guys in, you know, the 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 Entas is still, is still yeah. under example of that. Um, albeit that was a protest, but still, protest is a is a civil right. Is a civil right movement in some 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 sort. Um, but yeah, let's let's go yes. on to your yeah. So let me read. So this one, Son, Son, you know, wrote stuff down. Yeah. And I really appreciate everybody that wrote things out because, you know, people wrote in detail. So anyways, I'm just going to quote someone right now. So he says, well, if I want to sum it up, the first thing that comes to mind is the fact that what will be will be. As regards what the results, as, as regards the eventual results, either ways, people will move on and adapt because Nigerians, right? But I feel this election stoked yeah. a lot of tribal flames, especially online and even offline. It feels like the lines are being drawn and bridges are being burnt and people might not be able to find their way back. Regardless of who wins, there will be gloating and hostility from the victor and from the vanquished. 
which I feel will just fan the already brewing tribal flames. It's mm. not going to be pretty. The only thing that might help a bit is if whoever wins actually hits the ground running. And if the said person, and said person really needs to, because we're already as downhill as downhill can get <laughs> in this country. If we don't get somebody sensible that can at least get started on stopping the downward spiral immediately, then I see the country falling apart in a year or two. Violence, crime, proper hardship on the people, a total cluster censored. This person Nigeria. Yes. That was yeah. Um, I mean, fair play for them for articulating that in the write up. But yeah, <laughs> that's some good points about whoever gets in hitting the ground running. But particularly the point about them saying that we're so far apart now that even if even if like how might we come back together? Mm. Mm. Because you know, I I, I don't want to. I don't want to, even, even right now on the podcast, it's hard to talk about what examples of tribal um, tribal flames that have been thrown that I've yeah. seen. Yeah. Because if, if I give you an example, then it's like I'm almost bad-mouthing that tribe, which, which again mm-hmm. is weird. It's but, another, yeah. So. Um, even though I trust our listeners to know that that's not the case, but it's mm. a very stoky time. Mm. And amongst our hundreds of people who listen. I don't know if we're in the thousands now, but hundreds mm. of people who listen. Um, I don't know who is who. I mean, I know who's who for some, but I don't know yeah. who everybody is. Everybody. Yeah. And, and, and it's such a very volatile time. And I don't want to contribute to emotions being stoked. Mm. But yeah, that was a very interesting one. Um, yeah. yeah. Let's hear more people said. Yeah. All right. So this one was a bit interesting as well. Let me play it. Okay, so my meeting is over, <clears throat> so I'll just do this voice note. So, uh, you, <laughs> I mean, it's very, very important. I think that this is a time that we can make a statement. First of all, let me say that I'm going to vote for Peter Obi because I feel that he's the most competent amongst the three. Um, but I do not know if Peter Obi will win. I do not know if he will win. But I believe he's going to pull such a massive um, number. And I think that that number will be enough to let whoever wins or the two other major political parties that is no longer business as usual in Nigeria. You cannot come out to do photo ops, to buy corn or buy bull in the markets and, and you know, give us bad governance and expect that all will be well. We don't do that here anymore. We, we, at least, not all of us are outside this country. Some of us are still going to be here. Mm. And we just want this country to work, for crying out loud. For crying out loud, we just want this country to work. We just want someone to go there and not be thinking of their own pockets. We want security. We want security. Honestly, if that's the only thing any government does, that you can walk around knowing that you're not going to be gone down by Fulani as men, not going to be gone down by police. Like, Nigeria is just somehow. So, yes, it, it is Astans. And I, 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 my feelings from Buhari is that he wants to maybe use this as his legacy. That's what I think. I might be wrong. So, I'll be expecting huge army presence during the election time to, you know, give some sense of security. 
on the other side, I think that people are biased. I think that people are... See, Pisam. Pisam has been dragged all day on Twitter for something that is what Christians believe, that will come what may, we will still overcome. I think everybody now looks at things with a lens of bias that even when you treat something in, in simple English, the next thing you see is that check his pockets, there's corn inside there. Right? And it's crazy. It's crazy. In our, in our clamor for a better Nigeria, we suddenly do not want democracy anymore because democracy allows people to be able to vote for their preferred candidates. No matter how illogical that choice seems to us, you should be able to respect that. And I don't think people are respecting that. Honestly, I think people in the APC and PDP are respecting that. But people that are following Obi are not respecting that. Right? And so that's, that's the drawback of this thing that I don't like. I feel like for some people, bridges are being burnt. Now, I do not now know what the consequences are going to be. What if it all be loses? Will the country burn down? Will the youth take to riot? I, I honestly wish they wouldn't do that. I honestly wish we wouldn't have to come to that. But it may. What if uh, Tinubu wins? What's going to happen? What, what's going to happen in that? So I don't know. So those are the parts that, the aftermath of the election, that's the part that I don't really think anybody is really, really sure about. All right, and it's terrible. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Another different <laughs> but very powerful point. Mm-hmm. When I so I think this person sent this was it yesterday? But when I heard it as well, I was like, you know, yeah, um, it's I don't yeah. Anyways, let me let you react because, anyways, uh, oh, I mean, he did mention the point we spoke about um, regarding the aftermath. Yeah, of course, um, but just also not knowing how it's going to end up. He also spoke about, I think what was interesting for me was him saying how even those supporting the most competent guy on paper, in quotes, mm. not mm. my words, just saying the common cultural consensus right now. Yeah. Um, people, those behind that guy are also, in a way, not, not, not doing the right guy moves mm, by burning mm. because they're burning bridges on those supporting the others so so bad that even if their guy doesn't win, where are they gonna fall back on? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's the the I, I think that's why I said, you know, it was very interesting to see people's thoughts because the burning bridges phrase, a lot of people don't know each other, right? It's like these are like friends from different circles and about four or five people mentioned burning bridges, which is something that I didn't, it wasn't real. Like it wasn't apparent to me as it seems to these people where is the phrase that they're using. And I've been on Twitter as well. I've not like, yes, I've seen people like, you know, do the corn army thing and, but Twitter would always be divided. Like I've not, so it didn't seem surprising to me, but if people are feeling that in their day to day, that there's this, 
separation that is happening, mm. right? And we don't need to, we don't need to look too far because I think <clears throat> what happened in America with um, obviously we don't want to use them as the exact whatever because very different places, very different systems. But there was also that issue that we we're facing where you know there was just this huge divide where it's like how does the country like obviously even after this guy had won the whole January 6th thing that people stormed the Capitol, like it was like watching. I still think that's, that's different. That was, that was manufactured. I was, <laughs> in a way, I guess. And, cause, and, yeah, and I don't want to go deep into that, but yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a huge difference between our divide and the one of the US. Mm. Mm. The US, I, I use the word manufactured because theirs did not start as a result of Theirs was like a build-up. Yeah. It wasn't like ingrained differences. It's it was people capitalizing. Yeah. Ours seems quite... It's into the fabric. It's in the fabric. <laughs> yeah, it's inside the fabric of the and nation. And also has less substance to, to hold on. Like, because, mm. for example, it was Peter B four years ago. It was Articles Running Mate, wasn't he? No, yeah, articles running at PDP. I, yes, am yeah. I correct? Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. So it's just in the last three years we've known it's going to run for presidency. Um, under first under PDP and then the yeah. Labour Party thing, and then let's uh, let's hear the rest. Don't you have one more to play? Um, I'll play, play? play. Let's, let's hear the rest. Okay, yeah. all right. So this one is short. This one's forty-seven seconds. Hi, Toby. Um, so I feel like. We are, the elections are like make or mark for the country at this point because another four years of bad governance is simply unaffordable for the country. It's, it's going to mess things up at really extreme levels. You can literally sense the fear from the economy to even security to quality of life. So whichever way the country decides next week is really going to determine if even the country exists as an entity going forward. That's that's the way I see it. it it's it's quite scary to be honest. Straight and simple. <laughs> just just laid it out. So that was it. That was that was, that was it from the common person. theme today is hmm. that there's a lot of common themes, but hmm. I'm not writing everything on paper, unfortunately. Hmm. But the common theme from my recollection and memory is that we're on a timeline. Mm. Mm. That's what I'm hearing. We're, we're on the timeline for the end of a roller coaster where the roller coaster is broken. Mm. And it's like we're about to approach the part that's break that is broken. Mm. And if <sighs> If the bad person comes in, if somebody comes in who is bad, yeah, or so doesn't do the job, or the country continues the way it is, mm. that roller coaster will not get an extra ten meters, fifteen mm. meters. It's just going to fall off. Mm. And the worst part is that a lot of effects, so a lot of like economic instability, talents loss effects the effects of those things often show up like two, three years later. Mm. It's, it's never it's like not immediate. immediate. Yeah. So we yeah. don't even know what the true effect of this last two years mm. have been or will be. Are, are going to be. 
Mm. At least the effects that are not quantitative, they're those that we kind of measured immediately by mm. statistics. Mm. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that scares me as well is a lot of us probably, probably a lot of you on the podcast listening right now. I'll just use a guess. If you're Nigerian, you're probably in the Southwest as well. If you have any guys in the Southeast actually on the podcast, um, please let us know actually. I'm very curious. Or in the North. Yeah. Or, or, the, or, the, or, the, or, the, or the Central. I'll be very curious. But I guess a lot of you are Southwest mm. if you're in Nigeria. And we don't, uh, don't we hear the voices of, I don't know what the voices of those in the Southeast are. Mm. I generally don't know. North, I don't know. Um, and I can't write, the, I can't write them off because their voices are valid, no matter how different they might be from mine. Mm. They came from somewhere. They're formed through some experiences. Mm. They're valid. Let's, let's, uh, yeah. let, let's hear the rest. So I think I've, I've got probably like two or three more. So this one is written as well. <clears throat> and the person says, I'm honestly kind of anxious because it feels like no matter who wins, there will be some resistance. Part of me also feels hopeful that it will turn out positively for Pitovi. I think this is the first election that I'm experiencing. I think this is the first election that I'm experiencing that I actually, quote unquote, get. Like I'm old enough to probably understand, mm. at least to a good extent, what's happening and what the stake here is. I really want to believe that Nigeria will be better and if Pitovi wins or not. These elections would definitely make me and a lot of other youths believe that we can help change Nigeria and our voices are actually being heard and all the noise we are making isn't for nothing. Um, so, and then she adds, regardless of the results of this election, this is a big part of my French, F you, from us to them. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I agree, like, you know, when it will based on what we've listened to so far, I was getting a bit worried that, or just concerned that this episode would be a bit of a doom and gloom episode, which is not a bad thing, but like, I think everybody knows this it's already. doom and gloom reality. Yeah. But it's like, you know, sometimes there, we don't, there is no, there is no win-win <laughs> in this election. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that to be funny. I genuinely mean, I said at the start, I said there's three possible outcomes. Hmm. If your guy wins, there's problem. If your hmm. guy doesn't win, there's problem. Mm. If it doesn't hold, there's a problem. <laughs> uh, so just the different shades of the problem. And, the best know. case scenario, which I think somebody said was your guy winning, and then problem coming, yeah. but hits the ground running yeah. uh-huh. and, and people reduce problem, yeah. which is the best case scenario. Yeah. And that best yeah. case scenario is a hard vehicle <laughs> to call. <laughs> so it's actually doom and, doom and gloom because... And and guy, trust me, like I'm sure I'm sure a lot of your friends send these voice notes. Those who send me voice notes, they're not like people, just let me guess. They're not people on the streets. Mm. Like they're not people who like they probably know where they're gonna like they probably know where they're gonna eat tomorrow morning. Mm. So this is a demographic who has food on their on, on their mouth for like next two, two, three days at minimum. Mm. Mm. And they're and they're giving this kind of um rhetoric about What's going on? Yeah. So, the mind and the and the mentality and the words, if they can articulate it, of those who may not have education or those who may not have food tomorrow, whatever it is, mm. who the hell knows what what's on their mind? Because yeah. It's not even do more gloomer than this. Yeah. To be fair, like this is why I wish if I like if we're in if I was in Nigeria at the moment, I feel like 
maybe or at least going through your day to day maybe there's like radio stations because they do this is where i start to yeah. value yeah. this is where yeah. this this With is where local i start radio to value and yeah journalism yeah because yeah. you know yeah. they will be able to get the pulse like i remember growing up as a child watching ant and bcos and there was just always that pulse of the people that you get um and now i think the ones that go online the channels i think they tilt too much to our middle class audience which is great because the news is refined but yeah you kind of like miss out on that pulse of the people vibe except when you call your mom at home and you know they can kind of like give a bit of a sentiment but anyways yeah. um and um, someone said that that this is their words said yeah like prepare for an emergency to leave the country be, just in case the meeting might take over hmm. she says that they already have their plans on their way hmm. and said that the fact that Bari is not declaring it's not openly declaring or supporting anyone is also a problem <laughs> His party supporting Tinubu. So for anybody who doesn't know, Bari is a, is a sitting president. So Bari's party supporting Tinubu, mm. but Bari's recent actions is frustrating, is frustrating Tinubu's campaign. Yeah. Almost seems like Bari supporting Atiku, which is interesting. Mm. Lastly, Bari has a great influence on the military and there have been recent military activities in Lagos. Mm. Tension everywhere. So I'm surprised if military takes over. By Saturday, all of this will be over and we'll, know, we'll see how it unfolds. That was how it yeah. So what I'm going to say is, you know, someone said all these things and someone said, you know, or someone said something about this, like he just wants this to be over as well. But the funny thing is that there's a third option of it not happening, right? Which means this carries over and it's not... It's which not, is a very likely yeah, option. Given as a, as that the last three history. have been postponed. Yeah, exactly. This is not us trying to forecast anything. This is looking backwards as we can do at this point. So anyways, there's that. Um, let me play. I think this is my second to last one. Um, I probably want to wrap I'll up say, with this one. Yeah, just, just play both together. Together, I'm okay. S- so let, I, Yeah, I'll play the short one first because, um, and then I'll wrap up with that long one. Cool. Mm, honestly, I feel like, okay, so first of all, I feel worried about the upcoming election because I've spoken to a few people and it seems that the older generation, that's my parents' generation, are leaning towards the Tinumbu um, tickets. Um, again, because of oh, wow. tribalistic um, reasons. And for me, yeah, I feel like that's very, cons- um, that's very concerning. All right. So they followed up with um, like a text. So... Um, and she says, I think the situation of the country has deteriorated so horribly this election. Oh, as, deter- de- as deteriorated so horribly, this election feels like a very huge defining moment. If we choose wrong, I can't even imagine a worse case because it's really so bad right now. So I would say this election is very significant. Um, but this is this point about the parents' generation and supposing the Tinubu tickets because of tribalistic reasons. Um, I, I have said, like, for me, I've not experienced that in that way because I didn't even have a, had that conversation. My mom is in a very interesting level at the moment. But um, I think a friend's, a, friend's, uh, a friend has talked about their parents and the vibe that they've gotten so far and even the arguments that have happened in the house leading up to this election and things like that. So, you know, as much as it seems clear and obvious that, if anything, let's just try something different and all of that, there's still lots like this person has said that deep rooted sentiment that mm-hmm. is coming through. Anyways, I'm playing the last one from my end, and apologies very, to anyone who's. Yeah, so there's I mean. there's 
there's two that I'm not going to be able to play because of the noise in the background. So I'm, re- um, yeah. Anyways, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Maybe we feature it at the end. We, we haven't done like a post credit thing before, so I'll probably just throw it in at the end. So guys, if you want to listen to like everything and just additional ones, I'll just throw it in at the end. So listen past what is end and then you find it in there. I think that's a good there. Some podcasts I listen to do that. So I'm excited to get to do it in this like time. An appendix in the yeah, like appendix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me, let, let, me play, let me play this last one. So when it comes to the elections in Nigeria, I think the reality of it is everyone is anxious. Every single Nigerian is anxious. Um, elections already cause so much anxiety in Nigeria. Like it's that period every four years where everyone is, at, you know, on the edge of their seats. But I think it's even worse because of how bad um, the current administration is and also sort of like the unprecedented levels of insecurity and economic collapse that we've really just seen, whether it's the Naira's casti, the Fields casti devaluation, whatever. Um, so it's definitely a time where everyone is anxious. Um, I think behind all that anxiety also, there's, there's a ray of hope. Um, there's the opportunity that Nigerians might be able to elect um, a government that is better than what currently exists. So I think a lot of people, myself including, are still just clutching to that last straw of hope um, and 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 praying that something good comes out of you know of this wilderness that we are in. Um, I guess I guess um, yeah, we all have our favorite candidates um, who we want to win and. Um, you know, I think my choice is very much aligned with most of the young, um, enlightened folk in, in Nigeria. But I think regardless of what happens, um, Nigerians, I, what I really do hope is that the voice of Nigerians is, uh, the, the voice of Nigerians, um, is heard because, um, that is the only thing that is going to help us move past this because whichever way it goes, a lot of people are going to be, um, disappointed. So. Yeah, because the election is just so close. It's just so close. So people's hopes will be dashed. You know, there's no there's no escaping that. So um, the most important thing is that the voice of the people is heard. Um, and, you know, at the end of this, you know, this process, um, we should be able to move back to some level of normalcy and um, hopefully go beyond even normal and really begin to see um some positive change so yeah maybe that's just the nigerian in me being hopeful but yeah that's kind of how i feel all right yeah absolutely another good point raised there um is that i think the the guy who spoke about the girl the guy who mentioned peter b specifically also said the same thing said like even if even if everyone preferred candidate does not win mm. if you just reflected in the votes People might take that as a defeat, a comfort in defeat. Yeah, because they just know that their voice was heard through the votes, even though it may not be enough. Mm. Even if it is, even if it's not enough. Um, I don't think I have any more to play. Um, I I probably have one more. I'll just can I just play that and we can wrap this up. Yeah. Um, put that really quickly. One minute. <laughs> about the elections 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 uh, i'm going to vote yes need to vote very important that i vote you know how's lagos like at the moment um 
No flow, no cash. Cost it's an economy right now, well, but at the same time, but everything is dull, you know, it's not like, it's not business as usual, you know, everywhere is dry, dull, skepticism, people not spending money, then the cash grunts, people are frustrated, but then again, um, I'm okay, I'm not, I'm not exactly bothered, I'm just, so most times I'm home these days. So I don't go out if it's not necessary. So because I can't start spending, um, I have little cash on me, but I'm not going to spend it. You know, you get what I'm saying. Then what do you think you think may have? Or what I don't understand the last um, question. <laughs> All right, cool. Let me just play this one more and then we we'll wrap up. Hey man, um, it's been a while. How are you doing? Oh. How do I feel about the upcoming elections in Nigeria? And how would I describe the significance of the results? Um, I think we've gotten it wrong for so long in Nigeria. And it might sound cliche, but I actually think that this is another chance for us to really, really change the trajectory of where we're going in this country, to be honest. I think the decision we make, um, if right, we can actually begin the really, really rigorous hard work of righting a lot of wrongs that has happened over years and years and reinforced over years, to be honest. Um, I'm a strong believer of what P2B stands for, and I really, really hope he wins. I am really, really proud and impressed by the kind of campaign he ran. He ran really clean, really, really focused, really um issue solution based kind of campaign he didn't in fact i i like to even say he elevated the way the um presidential campaigns have been run right first off he changed history we never really had a three-party system before that and is now a very we good point. clearly do mm-hmm. um he also made elections to go from being some random thing, gatherings and sharing money and eating roadside corn and stuff to actual like one-on-one engagement with stakeholders, like from the high of the highs to like the grassroots. I think I'm really, really impressed with what he's done. I think he has all it takes to actually um, take us to where we want to be at least start the journey of taking us to where we want to be in Nigeria. So I'm really, really rooting for him. I'm hoping he wins. But yeah. That was a very good point that that person mm. made. Um, a very fantastic point is he's already broken a record. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, thinking, I'm, I'm looking back if my history is correct, but I think, yeah, there, there hasn't been a third force like a this. A third force like this. Buari kind of like tried. Even even, M- even MKO when MKO came, that was just the initial democratic. Mm. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't like a third force. Buari tried, but not this close. It wasn't this close at all. It was a very. They had to like come together and create the Frankenstein that we know as APC right now before they could do it. It's not even at the first try. I think at the second try. Um. And maybe yeah. we should just wrap up because, again, this episode is not to let's give conclusions. <laughs> this is going to be released 
tomorrow, Wednesday, 22nd, and whatever time it comes out. Mm. Um, but also hoping that you guys hear before the elections and we'll record on that one after Saturday, if mm. it happens or when mm. it, after it's happened. But mm. let me also wrap up with a post that came out today from New York Times. Okay. And let us share the gravity of these elections. And the post has Peter Obi's picture in it, and it goes as follows. The race is wide open in the presidential election in Nigeria, Africa's most populous nation and a struggling economic powerhouse. Youth looking to evict the old guard are cheering on Peter Obi, a surprise third-party candidate. For eight years, citizens of Nigeria, in brackets, 70% of them under the age of 30, actually 70, not even 50, 70%. Bro. Have been governed by, oh, that is scary. Have been governed by Mamar Dubari, who previously ruled the country as a military dictator in the 1980s, long before most of them were even born. Mm. In a country where vote buying and violence often distort elections, the presidential vote scheduled for Feb 25 presents a rare chance for millions of young Nigerians, many of them new voters, to make their elders listen. So it's a good way to write it. In the last few years, large groups of school children have been kidnapped by extremists or ransom seekers. Youth unemployment nearly tripled. Demonstrators in peaceful protests against police brutality were shot dead by security forces in 2020. Many young people are channeling their anger at the government's repressive response to that movement, as well as the failure to bring those responsible to justice, mm. a seven-month ban, a seven-month Twitter ban, and persistent police brutality into this election. In an interview with the New York Times, Obi said that young people invest so much hope in him because the leaders they had known never cared for them or Nigeria. He said it was an existential election for the country. We're not going to evolve, we're not going to solve the problem of Nigeria overnight because it's huge. Existential election. I think that I think that, mm. that should actually be the title of the episode, to be fair. True. Honestly, that's the title. Because that captures Everything what everybody, everybody said. said. Yeah. We'll leave you here, guys. We'll leave yeah. you here. We'll leave you here. Yeah. We'll see you guys soon in a couple of days. All right. A couple of yeah, a couple <laughs> of days. Stay tuned. Toby, thanks for all the work. Appreciate it. Yeah. I'll catch you in a bit soon. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. And now, a personal note to you, our listeners, to you listening right now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the LOPO podcast. Now, we know that in our culture of 30 second content and quick sound bites, it makes it really hard to pay attention to longer form discussions. So, regardless of what brought you here, we are grateful for your time. Do give us a five-star rating and review if you like this episode. Also, be sure to continue the conversation with your friends, your family, and your colleagues. Another way to support us is by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. We release new episodes every Monday, but don't forget to follow us at the Yellow Peel Pod on Instagram and at Yellow Peel underscore Pod on Twitter to stay in touch with us during the week. Once again, folks, thank you for taking the LOP with us today. I'm your co-host, Wally, as always. And right next to me is Toby. And we both wish you the very best in the coming weeks. Till next time, peace and love, people. Peace and love.
Hey Toby. Um, so yeah, your your question. How do I feel about the elections that are upcoming? Um, how do I feel? I don't know. I mean, I I think it depends. I'm not sure. Um, in terms of wait, so how do I feel about the candidates? Um, I feel very hopeful. Hopefully, Peter will be getting. Um, I'm very opposed to Tinubu or article winning because they're the same thing and status quo as well. So I don't think they will do anything that has that, that they've not done before, right? So um, I think we're like at a at an inflection point as a country, um, and I, I I think things can either go very bad or slightly good. I don't think Pidalbi can turn around Nigeria in four years. Maybe it's but not for just because of like the structural. Um, systemic corruption and things that have to be done, right? But like, there's, there's also like concerns about, you know, um, LP doesn't have a stronghold in the House of Rep and, you know, all that, all that stuff. But anyway, that can be fixed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's a messiah, but I think at least he's a stopgap. That's where I see it. He's a stopgap for good leadership to start to come out of Nigeria. So I'm feeling very hopeful. I'm, hope, I'm really hoping he wins, you know, anyway. Data, miracle, whatever. Like, I don't think this is going to be to be logical, right? I mean, I like that there's a sense of there's a renewed hope, and most people are coming out to vote. Like, this is my first time voting. I, I would like you, you would never catch me voting before, but like, you know what, this time I must vote. And I know many people like me as well who want to vote this time around and I'm voting for Peter Obi. So, um, we are really hoping that you know, this time around, as we come out and vote, that you know, our votes count and like, you know, we see the results in the polls. I know I've seen some data that says, you know, you come like a, like a close second. That's not good enough. We want first, I beg, right? That's not good enough. <laughs> we, we, we want first. So, um, yeah, just, just I think, really hopeful, really hopeful. And I think um, at least the numbers that I'm seeing are looking hopeful. I saw, I saw one today that said he came second. Like, he even beat article, which was great. Because, I mean, even though I want him to win, but, like, the logical part of me still thinks that, you know, it's going to be possible. Um, but, but so to see like the data and polls showing that it's second, I'm like, that is amazing. So if you can rally around, you know, uh, and double down this next few days and make sure that people that people, people come out and vote and, you know, and just try and, you know, hopefully he can. Because I think it, the, the one that I saw today, the, um, the gap between Atiku and him was very small. Like it was not like last night at all. So I was like, okay, it's possible, you know. So yeah, just really hoping, you know, miracle if possible, you know, the tire Jesus. So. <laughs> So yeah, anyway is a way, whether it's miracle, whether it's I don't know, we should shall just win because we need it. I, I feel like we cannot continue just going the way we are as a country. And I feel like this is going to be a very, very monumental time for the country. So yeah, that's really how I'm feeling. Um and then when I said tense before, it was just around like, you know, uncertainty, violence, you know, the whole casting as well. Um, you know, just the entire landscape is it's a bit uncertain, like people are worried. So yeah, everyone is just staying safe. How would I describe the significance? Um, yeah, I mean, I think this election is very significant. I mean, just again, just because of how, um, who would have thought that Labour Party would one day be like close third or even close second or like with top three, like no one would have ever thought. Um, so I think there's definitely like, you know, a change coming. I think it's very, very, very significant. I mean, I think whether he wins or not, hopefully he wins. Um, actually, I don't want to say whether he wins. I, I, I don't say even if he doesn't win that, Things have changed because no, because yeah, I don't think so. Because I don't think as a country we can sustain the momentum for another eight years. I don't think so. Just being honest, so that's why I think he really has to read.
Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about this. About yeah, I think it's very significant, like for sure. Like it's very, you know, it's very like this is like a key time. Um, but yeah, I think so. I know you say regardless of the result, but I think if he doesn't win, if Tinubu continues, then I don't think I get the change. So then I don't, I don't see how that's. that's I don't think see how that is um significant to me, to be honest. Yeah. So um, yeah, if Pidogbe does not win, then the, this whole thing is pointless, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I don't know if this makes sense, but yeah, thank you. Bye. Okay, so um, I think to keep it short, how I'll describe the how I feel about the elections is honestly like I've, I've for the longest time I have not been the I've not been I've never been the most passionate person about Nigeria. I'm not going to lie. I've never been you know nationalistic. I remember having this conversation and when I even started to become a bit more conscious, I almost always leaned towards being um the word that's come to mind is tribalistic, but that's not what I want to say. But tribe-centric. Like what I, I mean in the sense that I feel more Yoruba than I feel Nigerian. Like I feel like being Yoruba is an identity that you know I can, you know. I guess tangibly articulate and um, tangi- tangibly, you know, draw lines from that to its impact on me um, directly, especially in, I guess, a positive light. But like, I don't know, like, I, it's hard for me to articulate what being Nigerian means per se. Um, and so I think, I think personally like i've always felt i've not i've never been the most passionate person but obviously um you live in the country you are still a citizen of the country i'm still a citizen of the country so um the the effect of things that happen like impacts me directly and so um i think the last two years more than ever i have felt like literally seeing the value of my money reduce day by day by day by day. Um, Just see things get much, much more difficult. Um, You know, engaging institutions in the country and it's just like, it's out to squeeze the last drop of life, you know, from you. Um, And I feel like starting from 2020 with NSARS and all of that, um, there's really been, I feel like, there's really been like a sort of momentum that has snowballed into something that, um, yeah, like numerically speaking, you might still have, you know, any, any in quotes, objective person might still have their, their reservations that, oh, uh, um, this new third force that is highly powered by the energy of the youth and the younger generation and the more, not elites, but educated um, um, demographic of the population, of the Nigerian population, you know, is is, um, is making a movement that, you know, has gained momentum and, you know, has visible, tangible recognition and so to the next point, how I feel about the upcoming elections is that I, f- I think that as best we can start something, you know, that 
I, we can start something that um, it feels like we did this, like we took, we actually took matters in our own hands and started a project or took 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 steps to move Nigeria in the direction that we want at best. And I guess at worst, um, it will be a case where um, we are more aware that we have, we actually have, you know, political power and political strength. Um, when we unite towards, when there's a goal that can unite us and we pursue it as the, as a group, as an affected group. Um, so yeah, four minutes. Anyway, you speed, speed, speed plays. Um, I hope this answers you somehow.